0: Hello and welcome to the GameSpot After Dark Reboot Podcast, where apparently, according to Jake Decker, we're starting over. This is episode one. Is that right, Jake? It's episode one, Yep. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) If you're on the reboot timeline, this is episode one. If you're on the normal timeline, this is episode 171.
1: I, I looked at my phone for one minute and I have no idea what That's this is. That's because you
0: are like, 30 seconds behind everyone else according <sighs> to time.is. Yeah. Yeah. Distracted by your phone behind, behind the times. In In right. I
2: know,
0: I know. Um, you can find us all on Hive, the hot new <laughs> social network, okay? Um, the thing
1: is, I'm not spending as much time on Hive as I am on Twitter still because Hive is not on desktop. <laughs> and my peak twitter hours yeah when i'm avoiding
0: working. <laughs> work yeah i mean like hive is like close to unusable um in a lot of it's instances like it crashing does, a lot. It's, it's crashing a lot and it's like got the, the some features that you try and use them and it's like i don't know what you're doing to me like the question mm. feature like uh someone my brother asked me the question wagwan and it i replied not much but and i hit reply and it just like it did the circular loading thing for about three yeah, minutes, and then it just mine crashed. Did that. And I was like, okay, so this this feature is not working that well.
3: But there's only two. I of them. claimed an account and then deleted it promptly. But isn't it done? Isn't it made by like two people? I yeah, that's what literally I'm literally it's
0: great, yeah. two people. Yeah, it's great, yeah. yeah. It's great, yeah. Well, I claimed for them. Uh, I claimed my account and then I claimed some other accounts too. <laughs> oh, I, I have done that.
1: I claimed Gamespot because I saw on my feed. Reb from IGN was like, oh, someone already got at IGN. Smart. And I took a look and it was just like this random guy and he was like <laughs> just posted about his life. And I was like, oh, wait, you know, you've not even said it in a malicious way. Yeah, you've you've just, just gone for at IGN. It.
0: Well, I am the proud owner of Metal Gear. <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
0: <laughs> as well you as remember, you remember Legacy of kane <laughs>
1: Did you get Bloodborne?
0: I tried to get Bloodborne, but no. Someone had taken Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Demon Souls from software.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but like, honestly, like I claimed them. But like, if if Crystal Dynamics came to me and were like, "Hey, we would like Legacy of Cain on this, please," I would be like, "Yeah, no worries, man." One no, you'd be like, "Well, games. I <laughs> would."
1: You'd be like, "I'd be like, I would like a new Legacy of Cain game."
0: Yeah, me. I'd be like, "You can have it when you promise me you're going to make a game." <laughs> exactly. Do you remember? Need to see, when... need to see some
3: trailers first.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a proof of concept. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when Byte was going to become a thing? The Vine 2.0, and um, uh, yeah. we were we were in this group chat, and Gav Murphy uh, from RKG, formerly IGN, just kept getting like famous Welsh people's accounts. <laughs> Doesn't so he I have think Tom he, Jones? he has Tom Jones. I think he also has the <laughs> Stereophonics.
0: <laughs> well, according to never uh, needed, <laughs> the, he who shall not be named uh, is apparently trying to bring it back. Um, now that he owns yeah. Twitter.
1: Yeah. But, um, I mean, th- I think he did say one good thing today, which was he's going to encrypt DMs and he wants video calling in them. I'm less concerned about so, video calling within them, but encrypted DMs would be good. He's probably the most
0: fucked up DMs in that, oh, God, yeah. in that company. He's probably like, can we encrypt these, please? Because uh, I don't want anyone to see that I am conspiring with political figures from other countries, probably. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, this is a podcast ostensibly about video games, <laughs> but, you know, it's after dark. What kinds of wild shit happens? I'm your host, Samor uh-huh. Sain, joined by Jake. I'm wearing a pentiment t-shirt, Decker. Yep, that's me, wearing a pentiment t-shirt. Wonderful. It's a really nice salmon-y color. Is that how you describe that's it? nice. Can
1: we, can we get a look at the whole thing? Sorry, audio <sighs> listeners, we will explain it to you. Oh it's oh, Andreas. That, yeah. Yeah. It's good Andreas good and in the like, scriptorium.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like working this on color. his
1: masterpiece. It's a it's nice colour on you. So, yeah, it's black, a salmon colour.
0: Yeah. It's nice. It's salmon
1: salmony color. but like a bit more a bit redder than pink. Yeah, it's color. like smoked it's salmon. Nice. Yeah.
0: we mm. Yeah. Uh, um also joined by Lucy. I'm wearing a grey jumper. Oh, uh, I you. almost wore that. Almost wore yeah. that. Yeah,
1: We we all have the same grey jumper. It's and, annoying um,
0: because it is an Ubisoft It's really comfy. Jumper, but it's yeah. insanely comfy. Like to the point where I looked at the label and I was like, I'm going to this place, website. I'm going to get some more.
1: I'm going sweats. direct, baby. I'm going direct. <laughs> but yeah. It's just I, I have gotten
3: so many compliments on that sweatshirt and people don't even know what it is. They're like, what, yeah. is it like MTV? And I was like, that's. Oh well, yeah, company. I guess I it does look, look like an like MTV logo. Ubisoft,
0: uh, the, yeah, the problem Ubisoft. is, they sent those out, and we were like, "Oh, that's great!" And then, like th- a week later, they were like. Uh, exposed for all the shady shit that they were doing. We we're like, oh, yeah. great. No, I can't wear yeah. this fucking hoodie, comfy hoodie. It's like, a, and I, and wear I didn't it wear, wear it for house. months. <laughs> Devil, it was, was a like, devil's <laughs> bargain. It was like, you want to, it's comfy hoodie. You got to take those L's from random people. On, <laughs> yeah, on, and, why I, that's why. That's why I just
1: wear it in the house. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, it we are record. Home. We are recording from home today because also it's a short yeah. week in America. It's Tuesday in it. Yeah. Oh, and we're, and as we're talking about what everyone's wearing, Tam was wearing a Nightwing t-shirt. I'm
0: wearing a Nightwing t-shirt.
1: Is spirit. that, is that, that's not a Gotham Knights. So you've had that one. No, no, one I've like had that. this
0: for years. Like, I, I got this when I was a, a wee teen. Um, and it's held up nicely. I have been, here's a little peek behind my um, thinking. I've been waiting for Lucy to f- figure out how to sew using her sewing machine.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I know how to sew, I just don't have any thread.
0: So I have this t shirt. <laughs> This Metal uh-huh. Gear solid T-shirt.
1: Oh, uh, I know this shirt.
0: The green one. You've seen it, right? Yes. Yeah. It's. I've had it literally since the game came out. It's from. I believe it's from Portable Ops, and it's impossible to find now. It's my favorite T-shirt ever. I also have this tick in it that when when I'm like nervous or agitated, I pull on the back of my T-shirt a lot. I've like never noticed that. You you probably haven't noticed it. But if you look at that T-shirt, it's obvious because i've had that t-shirt so long and i've been i've had that tick so severely for so long that there's a giant hole where the pull happens
1: oh my god it's
0: huge like you can oh i
1: know the hole i didn't realize you can put your
0: head through it yeah but it's like a tick that i've I've had for years i'll do that and this yeah um, and I'm just like, I cannot get rid of this T-shirt. I, 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 I was trying to throw it away, and I was like, I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. And then my brain was like, just wait until Lucy that, gets her sewing machine out and give it to her shoulder over you. <laughs> so just
1: wait, do it you it want away. me to make it into a cushion cover or something? No, I want it as a T-shirt. I don't know if I can fix that, mate. <laughs> I'm Unless just going to give a... you... I'm gonna give mate, you, like... I bought a sewing machine to hem my curtains. I don't know if I can do massive alterations.
0: No, it's just like, all you got to do is... I'll give you a, a piece of fabric that is the same color. You just turn it inside <laughs> out stitch and just it on. stitch it on. So it just covers the hole. That's all I want. You can't like actively like... You want me
1: m- to patch it?
0: Basically patch it, yeah. Patch I need a, a, t-shirt. No. I need to, I need a patch update for my uh, portable arts t-shirt, please.
1: <laughs> no, okay. So, right. I've been watching a lot of like clothing alteration videos. Right. So um, I'm not going to tell you why I can't do that. Is it hard? But no, no, no. the The thing that you sh- we should be doing. Oh, I say, I'm saying wait. I've put myself in this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is you should unpick it, like take the front of the shirt off the back, and then take another T-shirt and put the back of other T-shirt, the front of Metal Gear shirt together, oh, okay. chimera okay. shirt, chimera. and then it's yeah. fixed.
0: Maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll do that. It's a very, very special shirt. So we'll figure. Callie
1: has a Callie has a sewing machine. Callie's better than me. Is Callie better? Jen. Jen has a sewing machine. Jen's, Jen's great, film.
0: yeah. Jen's you great at sewing.
1: I'll,
0: I'll ask the hags and see which one's yeah. the most up uh,
1: By the way, that's, that is what we call ourselves. Tam is not just re- Tam is not just referring to a group of women <laughs> that he knows <laughs> as the hags. hags.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've mentioned them here before. I hope so, uh, just in case, just yeah, in case. Yeah, yeah. You get cancelled on the internet for something I didn't mean to do. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, a name uh, you didn't even coin. Yeah, I didn't come up with this. <laughs>
2: uh
0: let's talk about what we've been playing. Jake, what have you been playing?
3: Uh Pokemon. That's basically all I've been playing the past you, you 2 reviewed weeks Pokemon. Now.
0: I described I it in it. our in our weekly yeah. uh GameSpot uh content update to the entirety of the company as a Herculean effort from Jake Decker. He um, did. Yeah. So
3: Yeah, it was brutal. I mean, it was brutal if I didn't have any plans that week, but I also ended up going to Disneyland Mm. the week the embargo uh, lifted, so I did a lot of pre-planning, I played a lot in a very long car ride. Uh, Was it worth
0: it? I don't know. I'm I'm proud of it. to say? It's a momentous occasion, because it is obviously Nintendo's first early access game. Um, Yeah. What was it like? (laughs) So it's actually kind of weird, because I didn't, visually the game looks
3: bad. The game looks really bad visually. Mm. Yeah. In terms of performance, I didn't have a whole lot of issues. Uh, I think a lot of this is because whenever I'm done playing a game on Switch, I always close the app. And I guess a lot of the frame rate issues that people are having is because they just leave it running for weeks at a time. And I guess that causes a memory leak or something. I don't know. I can't begin to explain why it happens. But it seems that might be why I didn't have a whole lot of issues, at least in terms of performance. I've had a good amount of bugs. Nothing as dramatic as what I've seen on Twitter. Um, some of them are funny. I kind of wish I'd get more funny bugs. The one like where the, the one. Comes
0: out of the dick, one
3: hundred percent. hilarious the dick
1: one is quite funny. <laughs> See,
3: I, I wish I'd have. I wish I ran into bugs like that so I could record it and, and get some. There's one some clout, I saw but. where it, where <laughs>
0: it where it like a Pokemon swap sized with the trainer, but <laughs> and but it was like the trainer grew like mega evolved so it was just like this giant malformed trainer texture on on a pokemon's like (laughs) rigging and it was so funny i was like oh this is
1: it just it pops out at the dick level too it's just it's so unfortunate
0: the dick one's so good because it lands in between the trainer's leg and you're like oh no where's this gonna go is it gonna launch him into space nope just it's a penis. <laughs> it's a or penis with a face. That's on a it? penis. Did you see the jigglypuff that just launched into outer
3: space? <laughs> no, that was a pretty unpleasant. good one. No, I, I see, my bugs one. have just been like, I, you know, I get into a battle and a Pokemon disappears while I'm fighting it, or uh, I clip through the ground while the camera angle locks itself or something. So it's nothing. It's nothing funny. It's just slightly inconvenient shit that that has been happening. Mm. Are you on the phone? Are you calling Nintendo? Ta-
1: Nintendo's on the phone. Nintendo is literally started in Tam. And he's like... Ugh! Hey,
3: we heard what you said. We are wired into that Discord call. This game is not the <laughs> Access. It is full release.
1: <laughs> got spies everywhere. Um, oh, have you played? oh, he looks pretty serious. No. Have you oh, played God, any of no. it? No. 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 Look, I... When I was a kid, I was a Pokemon kid. Everyone was. You grew up in the yeah. 90s. You were a Pokemon Unavoidable. kid. Unavoidable. Unavoidable. I finished Pokemon Red, and I was like... That's it for me. Good. Played it. And then I've never been able to get into another one. Ever. I got excited when Sword and Shield came out. I was like, yeah, this is going to be it. You know, kind of loosely based on the UK. This is going to be lovely.
0: I think I think you should give Played it a Play for like two hours. I think you should give Violet a No,
1: shot. you're just saying that because you can't get rid of the code. <laughs>
0: Literally cannot get rid of the code.
1: <laughs> Damn! Dan messaged me yesterday and he was like, hey, do you want this game code? And I was like, thinking it would be Callisto or something exciting. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Wait, no, I said, wait, what is it? And he went, begins with P. I
0: was like, don't worry about it. And it was, you were like, oh, I can't remember what you said.
1: No, I said, if literally no one else wants it, I will play it. There's loads but... of
0: people that do want it, but it's just like... Have the you problem, found any I... of them yet? Everyone has bought it. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, I've got it. Um, I'm like okay, cool. So, if anyone from Nintendo is listening to this, the problem we're having is too many people here like to play Pokemon immediately. Um, I think
3: also, I, maybe the best course of action is to ask people who have Violet, or I mean Scarlet, and then.
1: Oh do yeah. yes, yes, Well, I, yeah. I'm, I mainly, I mainly want to give it
0: to someone on video because I gave the Scarlet very quickly went because uh, Jordan was like, "Yeah, I'll have that." Um, so it went quickly. So I need to give someone on video it, to make sure that there's a balance. So I'm going to do an at here. Anyone give it, to, want give it want Aaron. to Aaron. Have Aaron Pokemon do it. A... Yeah, Breakout
1: Aaron's Violet. kids might like it.
0: Actually, yeah, this is a good idea.
1: That is a good idea, yeah. Um, for me. Well done, yeah.
0: me. Good job, you. Yeah. That's I'm going to do an at here. Anyone want Pokemon Violet. Um, <clears throat> apologies for that phone call. It's very hard to get, like, um the American legal system to take um, certain uh, medical things seriously. So I've been bugging my doctor for a follow-up call for ages and they finally and that was it to, to schedule it. Oh, uh, okay. uh, right, right, right. So, Well, so I mean,
1: is. good that they... Yeah. It's
4: okay. Finally. finally kept it going. They, yeah, we they don't kept, worry about it. kept the
3: podcast running. I love it. I Didn't love it. miss a beat. But yeah, um, um. But yeah I, I have almost finished the Pokedex in Pokemon Damn. Violet. Uh, it is... It's a shame be- that it's having all these issues because it genuinely is, I think, mm-hmm. one of the best Pokemon games in a long time. Uh, partly because it's just really refreshing. Uh, they took a very different approach with mainline Pokemon games. Uh, and I-, I think it pays off in every way except visually. And it, yeah. it, it's very mm-hmm. clear that Game Freak just isn't fully equipped to... I, I don't even know. I, I don't want to guess what's going on yeah. there because... Yeah. Cause, uh, Ar- archeus arceus whatever people call it uh was was in better shape than this and
1: yeah. i just know, thought i thought it i thought it was weird that they released both in the same year anyway yeah
0: yeah I, I, I'm arceus very curious a different of... what Arceus was obviously a different team
3: right I mean, it was still Game Freak. It was yeah. probably a different team yeah, within yeah. Game Freak. Yeah. Uh, I imagine they reallocated like... those resources like the l- year before Violet came out. To have yeah,
0: I think about. the the thing that people are most surprised by is like from the outside looking in, it looks like, uh, like Arceus is like their experimentation with figuring out how to do an open-world Pokémon game. And you're like, OK, we'll let some of this slide. It's a bit thinner. You know, some ideas perhaps not fully fleshed out. It's got a bit of technical issues. And then you play that, and you're like, OK, if this is the, the baby step into the next future evolution of Pokémon, no pun intended, the next thing that comes out is going to be building on this and it's going to be like Mm -hmm. solid, Mm -hmm. it's going to be good. And then this comes out and is somehow worse than RCS in terms of performance. So I think people are, mostly their response is being taken aback by it feeling like a step back instead of the step forward that they expected from RCS. Um, And it just smacks of like lessons not being learned or like, it might be a communication issue where like that RCS team isn't talking very well to the rest of the team. I feel like the compl- there's undoubtedly complicated relationships between Nintendo and the Pokemon company and Game Freak and that kind of stuff. Oh, but yeah. it feels so much like they're not leveraging Nintendo's development expertise at all. Like, there's no way that the team that makes Mario Kart 8 Deluxe or, you know, any of, on any of the recent Mario games, Zelda, doesn't know how to optimize yeah, an monolith. open world game. Monolith, exactly. There's no way. And, like, it feels like there's a barrier between Nintendo and Game Freak that n- really needs addressing because mm. they can't carry on like they can't keep getting away with it is basically the <laughs> they what everyone getting away with yeah it. like basically what everyone's saying is like how are you doing this you've got one of the best developers in the world a bunch of teams that have optimized the shit out of their games to work on this console that is clearly underpowered and yet you you're rolling out with this half-baked game that doesn't seem mm-hmm. like it has any input from them but like we said we we can only speculate and maybe they did their best and this is the best that they could do and the hope is like at the very least from a mechanical perspective right jake it's a it, it's a good sign of what could come next they just need yeah. to get the technical side sorted
3: it is it, and i think one thing to consider is that uh Mainline Pokemon games are far more complex than Arceus. Mm. Arceus was great and I feel like it did a lot of really cool things, especially for I hate using this word, but for casual players, because it it was it was kind of paper thin, right? Like the battling system wasn't to the level that you'd expect. Not all the Pokemon, the abilities, like there was just a lot missing that is present in Violet and Scarlet. So I I, I imagine there's a whole lot more going on when you're mm-hmm. trying to build like a mainline pokemon that also has an open world that also allows for you to complete objectives in any order you want um so i imagine that probably has a factor in it too but yeah at the end of the day it, it yeah i I but i also don't know if it's as easy as like hey can we get nintendo's help because is game freak i think nintendo owns part of the pokemon company but i don't think technically yeah, they don't. Game Freak no, no, and no. nintendo work together at all. No, they I mean, have like a, Game Freak literally releases like Xbox games for or well, they've done yeah. it once. Um
0: yeah. they have they have a working relationship, but Nintendo as most people don't realize this, but Nintendo does not own the Pokémon company or Game Freak. They just have a super close relationship. They have, stake in it, relationship. They invested have a in yeah, vested interest in it. But that's about it. But it seems like still the the bridge is there. Like, yeah. Right? Like and, there's and
3: the more like depressing thing I think cuz games come out that don't work all the time right and usually my response is like all right i'll just wait a couple months and then i'll check it out again (laughs) with game freak i'm not entirely sure that's gonna happen because they don't really have a history of like doing massive patches well they they do it for "Mm -hmm. the
0: re-releases right like brilliant violet but even that game was buggy as hell but that wasn't game freak technically that was ilka um yeah yeah so like that's the best chance we got at i mean this is unprecedented in a lot of ways like they've Mm -hmm. had Pokemon games are a bit rough before, but never this bad. So maybe this sets a new precedent for them where they actually like put out a patch that fix some of this stuff. Or if they stick to their uh, usual modus operandi, it's just going to be like, oh, we'll sort some of this stuff out when we Modus put
1: operandi. Out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a good word. You got a legal degree or something.
0: Might have, might have, yeah. She's <laughs> been, uh, been reading. <laughs> you know <that>?
1: Reading? Fucking reading? hell. <laughs> okay, no. How can you um, even
0: read? That does sense. It's called playing Pentiment.
1: Yay! <laughs> Actually,
0: uh, speaking of gaming and reading, I started playing um, uh, Citizen Sleeper. Oh uh, yeah, I want to play and that before? Let Sunday. me tell you, I stopped playing Citizen Sleeper <laughs> very quickly because <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, this is a lot of reading!" Like, I was by the time I had control over something, I was like, "I, I cannot. know. I need, I need. I'm not in a mental state to be sitting down and reading yeah. reams of text." At, for things that aren't immediately engaging to me. Um, and I did the same thing with Norco, where I started Norco and I was like, nope, uh, no. I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm like tired of 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 reading, but also I feel like Disco Elysium has ruined that type of game for me, where the moment you start Disco Elysium, Elysium and you start reading, you're like, I am enthralled by everything yeah. happening here. and And like, he's... It's it's like with these games, I'm just like nah, nah, I'm yeah. not. I, I started playing them, and I'm just like nah. I, I think I'm alright. I'm gonna maybe I'll come back to these one day, but I'm okay. Um, so I feel like Studio
3: Zam, Studio Zam, really, spo- really spoiled us too with that uh, yeah. fully voiced version because oh
1: yeah, it was. I, I played through
3: Disco Elysium once, loved it. I mean, it's one of my favorite games, and and as far as I can remember, and I don't think i could read through that game again like i just don't have it in me but the the director's cut yeah i could do that again
1: yeah listen yeah. to those voices again no i mean i want to try i want to start norco this weekend this is like the big uh last weekend to get through stuff that you've been meaning to play for game of the year discussion um for a little bit of context and so i'm almost finished with Pentiment, and then i'm gonna be on tip plague tail, but i do want to i do want to try norco i've seen a lot yeah. of people say some good things about it but how much actually we're not having turkey we're having chicken so
0: you are yeah.
3: Norco's good i haven't finished it uh but what i played was very good it it the the dialogue structure is very similar to disco
4: where
0: it's yeah. kind of appears yeah. on the side makes it the same it with to Sleeper, yeah. Mm. yeah yeah um i think the thing about season sleep it runs on like a almost like a, um, like a clock-based thing in the same way that mm. um, Pentiment does, but it's just less engaging in a lot of ways. Um, but I don't know. I'm okay with that. I did start playing um, Plague Tale as well, and I've been mm. enjoying that quite a bit. Um, I, I'm enjoying it, but also there's something about the way it feels that kind of is like, it's always in the back of my mind. It feels very mm. sluggish. It feels they very they
1: did they did just release an helped. update. It's not
0: helped. It's not helped. I think it's not it I am not sure but I think it runs at 30 which yeah. is this is the first time I've been like this oh, that's feels 30. like a 30 cuz yeah. every everything moves really really slowly um, especially at the default like camera um, sensitivity mm-hmm. I cranked it all the way up and even still it's like as you're playing as like a misio you're like yeah, it looks really nice. You've done an amazing job, but I feel like I'm like climbing uphill constantly. Yeah. Um But that's the performance. What
3: a do you think of the stealth in that game? It's not, the, good. I, it's not I I demoed it and I was that I was not having fun with no, the gameplay. I was enjoying the story, but man. Yeah. The gameplay was I, I, not I think fun. the
0: stealth is is really weird. Like it doesn't feel Feel like I I play a lot of stealth games. I would describe myself as a stealth expert in in a lot of regards. But like I feel like every time I play that game, the rules are changing on stealth, mm-hmm. and it's never mm-hmm. satisfying. And the one of the worst kind of like a combination of issues with it is when you go into crouch. Which if you're playing stealth a lot, you do a lot. It's it is the slowest walk you will ever ever feel and like oh no it, it, not even like a
1: quick joel
0: there's no there's no quick joel there's no like back breaking snake moving quickly it's not fun to crouch so what i'm doing is constantly like crouching and then sprinting out of the crouch crouch sprint out crouch sprint out to try and like move quickly through things and it's not it can be really frustrating when you're doing things like i've got the torch this torch or this stick is on fire i've got a limited time to get to that uh, brazier over there and then you're walking and you're like this is, and it's, you're moving so slowly and you're like, oh my God, come on. And it's not like that tension that comes from like, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? It's just like, this feels painfully slow. I know you can walk faster than this. And so you, what I end up doing a lot is like just throwing the torch stuff to, and hoping that I'm in a range where the kind of radius of the of the light that comes out of it, the fire, will push the rats uh, to a distance and keep me out of it. I'm also like, I find the readability of it really not great like i've had a few situations where i've entered an environment and i think i'm going to the main path where i should be going and i just like i'll come out of a room or like some area and i'm like this is where i started how did i get here and then i look around i'm like i just went in a big circle i don't understand how i did that um and i've had like a few situations where i'm like i don't know where i'm supposed to go And then I look around. It's like, oh, there's this tiny little symbol. That's what I'm looking for over there. Yeah. Um, it's weird because like the rat thing still works really well for it. The rat stuff is a good gimmick. Like the whole like keeping the rats away and the puzzles that they build around Mm -hmm. it are quite fun, and like I like the story, the setting, the characters. Like the the performances are they they're good for the most part, but they do that thing where um. The one thing that I hope, I feel like I'm being quite preachy, but like the one thing that I hope more developers pick up on is timing of delivery. They do great delivery, but the timing on it is immediately after someone says something, the yeah. other person mm. speaks. Like it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. And because well, you know, of that-
1: most of acting is actually reacting
0: yes yeah, i mean like yeah there's no reactions in this they're just yeah. people reading it's lines just, one mm. after the other but yeah that's that kind of like takes me out of it where once you realize that and you notice it it's just like it it kind of like makes every other part of the performances feel a bit weird because then you start fixating on the fact that these kids are delivering these lines or young sounding people are delivering these lines and it gets a bit annoying after a while you are like ah oh, just this is not it doesn't sound natural mm, it sounds yeah. kind of weird um, i wonder if could be can...
1: just the way it's implemented into the game though yeah Yeah. Yeah. they did
3: motion capture because i feel like when you do motion capture you act more i wonder if it was just canned lines that they yeah i did yeah i'm
0: i'm not sure how how they did it but it just felt like the lines needed to breathe a little more um thankfully like those are the lines that are like not super important there are important lines where like uh, you know, Amicia is going through something, and that's given the proper kind of like room to breathe in the moment. They clearly have moments that they know that they've fixated on, and they're like, Oh, how's the delivery on this? It's the stuff in between where it's like ambient dialogue where you're running, and you know, the kid is one of the kids or one of your companions is like, Oh, this, this, and this, and this, and they're just doing robotic delivery. But where it matters the most, it feels a little more natural. But like, despite saying all that, I'm having a nice time with it. Um, I don't know if I'll complete it. I didn't complete the original one. I got to a point where I was like, oh, okay, the stealth is kind of falling apart for me now. And I'm not a huge fan of it. Um,
1: Brat-nado, mate. You missed my- yeah. the Brat-nado. I
0: saw the ending. I watched the rest of the ending just because I was like, I'm good. I'm all right. Um, and, and yeah, so I don't know if I'll complete this. I don't like the combat in it either <laughs> like uh, when you get into a situation where you have to actually fight someone which happens a decent amount it's just kind of annoying and tedious but i'd like that world enough to to carry on playing a bit more but we'll see anyways uh that was a tangent about what i was playing jake did you have anything else
3: i played i've been playing some dmz warzone 2.0 Oh, I, I don't know DMC.
0: I was like, holy DMC, shit! DMC. I, yeah, I mean,
1: Jake's a gamer <laughs> playing
3: DMC. <laughs>
0: uh, I wish. I
3: mean, we're, it, it's pretty good. Warzone 2.0. It's more of the same. There's some small tweaks in there. Uh, DMZ is really interesting, but I feel like they didn't take that idea far enough. Um, I guess they haven't really said it is an escape from Tarkov competitor. I think a lot of the community has kind of latched onto that comparison. It's not really like Escape from Tarkov. I. Mm. People expecting that like will be kind of bummed. I was kind of expecting that, so I'm a little bummed. that it, it you still have your HUD and everything, and you can X fill with cash, but you can't use that cash for anything. It just converts into XP. Um, I really wish there was some sort of meta game. You know, like I could take the cash back, invest in like my, I don't know, Task Force One Forty One base or whatever it might be, uh, or, or or just buy guns that I can then take with me into other runs. But you can't. Um,
1: well, you know just, what they say, Jake.
3: What do you they say? You gotta
1: let buy guns be by gun.
3: You're you're <laughs> on a roll here. You are on a roll. I like it. I'm into this. Oh, uh, I
1: like
3: been, that one. Thank you. Uh, I was inspired. Nice. <laughs> yeah, DMZ's a nice spin on Call of Duty. I don't know. If I don't understand. Don't I don't understand what me. it is. Oh, yeah, I probably should have explained it. Huh? No,
1: no, no. That's <laughs> that's not on you. Like I genuinely, every time I see, and bless like. Aaron and David on our team who do a lot of the COD stuff. They just kind of know this stuff inside and out. But every time yeah. I see COD in Slack, I'm just like, I don't, don't need know. to I don't need to put processing power towards this. I'm just gonna let it
3: wash over me. So basically it takes place in the battle royale map. You <laughs> spawn in with I think like 80 other players or something like that. Uh, it's, it's teams of three. And you go in, and there's a bunch of points of interest throughout the map that are overrun by AI. Okay. Um, so basically, you go in, you clear out points of interest, you loot, and then you want to extract. If you die before you extract, then you lose all of that stuff that you had okay. on hand. So there's there's a there's a fun risk reward in that like, should we should we hit one more poi or should we just leave now? Um, yeah. Like I I had a situation the other night. There's the, there's a gun that you can only unlock through DMZ, which I think is pretty neat. Um, mm. it's an m13 but you actually have to extract with it you can't just get it right um and and i got it i managed or i was playing with someone and he managed to get it and then we loaded into another game he handed it to me so i could have it because we all worked together to get it we left we were trying to do it a third time but someone rolled up and wiped us so the third person we were with didn't no. actually get that oh. gun um so th- that's kind of cheesing it a little yeah. but I-, I would say that there is a nice risk to it yeah. that um that's a little more lasting than just dying in a battle royale game. Yeah. So that adds some good tension to it, but once again, the like extracting with money normally would be something. I, I I'd imagine you should be able to invest in something, but you can't. It just turns into That's XP. Weird. So I feel like there is they got half of it right, and then there's another meta game that they sort of need to figure out to really, in my opinion, nail this sort of extraction based game mode.
0: Yeah, it feels like they're not trying to compete with that in a lot of summer who did our review was like you shouldn't really think of this like a tarkov you should think of it Mm -hmm. as like something similar but its own thing it feels more like a interesting like addition to call of duty than something they're trying to use to eat tarkov's lunch Mm.
3: yeah i i agree and and to be fair like i even said i i don't think i'm at fault because i am comparing it to tarkov in some sense um but it's just hard for me not to and it makes me want a little bit more out of it, but uh, yeah. people seem to be enjoying it. It, it. it seems like a good time. I have fun when I play with friends. Also, they added proximity chat, which oh, um, cool. I haven't messed around too much with, but definitely There's seen some, some pretty funny yeah. TikToks of people getting in helicopters, pretending to be bounty hunters, arresting people and all that
0: <laughs> kind of There's one uh, which I stuff. saw, which this uh, streamer uh, who uh, they uh, have like this Scary young horror girl voice on film oh or on, mm. and they like, they roll up to a location where there's like clearly someone there, and they're like, Come outside. And all you hear <laughs> is, Oh, hell no, <laughs> he's like, come out and find me. He's like, I'm not there anymore, I'm gone. There's wow. that one, and then there's uh, other people who like play music over the thing, which is I love yeah. that because that's what we used oh, to yeah. do in Counter Strike back in the day but like, um, yeah, like someone's playing ice cube music and they're like, oh shit, follow the ice cube music. And like, there's a party going on in one of the rooms. Proximity chat sounds like the most fun thing that they've added to this game. Um, I'm tempted to like play just because of that. Just have some fun. Yeah, Um, I think it adds
3: just another layer to it because Call of Duty has always been just shoot first, you know, but I feel like having that, like it is possible to have that dialogue with someone, right? Where it's like, Hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, Let's team up. Let's work together. Maybe we can just hit this raid together, split the loot, and then leave.
0: Yeah, Um, there was this one guy who was clearly, like, one of the new things that they introduced is, like, loot that is placed in areas that make sense. So, like, in a mm -hmm. medicine cabinet in a building, you will then find bandages instead of just, like, in a box. So this person was clearly in a building, in the toilet, trying to or looting a medicine cabinet and as they were doing it someone else like rolled up and like kicked the door in and shot them and they to this person who rolled in it looked like they were camping. Because they were just staring at this medicine cabinet, and the dude was like, "No, no, no! I was just, I was just enjoying the new mechanic system." And, and it was like, <laughs> then he explains to him that the, uh, the, uh, the loot is in places that now make sense. And they're like, "Oh, that's cool, man!" He was like, "I'm not gonna kill you. I'll leave you." And then he runs away. <laughs>
4: Aww, <laughs> which that's is very like wholesome. really nice.
0: There's like actual wholesome and fun stuff happening in Call of Duty now. Um, yeah. of course it, that stuff is in between the sweatiest of gamers just constantly yeah. playing the yeah. game so
3: I, I i always i'm like you know as a society i think we've gotten better and then i join a call of duty lobby and i hear the most like awful Deprived. things i've yeah. heard mm. in a long time just just homophobic racist just off absolutely awful and i'm just like well never mind we are uh we, we have not progressed at all i feel like mm. i'm in 2007 and like, again
0: the stereotype is this kids and then you go in there. and it, Generally, it's not it's kids. It's kids. I've I've seen a vi- lot of videos of kids doing it, but you also find like straight up adults, yeah, just grown ass men, worst. like yeah. saying the worst things. It's yeah. Crazy. Um. How do you feel about the new gulag? Because uh, they do two v two di- now. Right? What's
1: the difference in the gulag? Two v two.
0: It's two v so two, but you you get assigned random partners. Yeah. So 2v2 You
3: get assigned random partners, and if no one kills each other long enough, a juggernaut rolls up, and if you work together with the other team to kill the juggernaut. Juggernaut, everyone is uh, uh, freed from the Google. Okay. I think it's fine. I don't spend. I mean, I. I don't know.
1: He would he would just say, "I don't spend much time in the Gulag because yeah, I, like I never die."
3: <laughs> uh, no, I have not. I've not won a game award zone yet, so I've spent a good amount of time in the Gulag. Uh, <laughs> not won a game award yet. I, don't <laughs> I, spend, I thought that's a what you said as well. I was oh, like, no. <laughs> I haven't won a game award yet either. That's coming, but <laughs> that's coming. Um, it it's fine. I I mean I I, I don't know. It it's kind of nice having a teammate, so it's not all. Mm. Hinging on me, I suppose, but mm. the 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 addition of the Juggernaut I have found is more annoying than is
0: it Vinny Jones? Yeah, <laughs> I'm the
1: Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut bitch. Is not that um, what he says? That's what he says yeah, in X Men Three. Yes, yeah. um, is it Jason Statham or is it Vinny Jones? I have genuine like. Yeah, you've
0: Jason got. I have say genuine. Old, bald, white, white people look the same.
1: Yeah, white bald men. Uh, blindness. I <laughs> cannot him. tell the two apart.
3: Hey, that'll be me someday. Okay. <laughs> what? of white and bald <laughs> I'll
0: tell
1: you a part
0: uh, I feel like you're gonna oh, I feel like when you age Jake you're gonna age into what Odin looks like in God of War Ragnarok I, I feel like that's that. the vibe yeah, that you that would, would go good. for I like I'd you'd wear good. like the jacket over your shoulders and just kind of yeah. like power about doing stuff I feel like that yeah. would work for you um, I don't
1: know what I would look like when I'm older I don't think about it I'd like yeah. to look like my stepmom, Judy. Oh, yeah. She's very put together, whereas yeah. I, I am you not pull that put off. together. I'm not. Yeah, but I, don't, I can't be bothered to be put together. Yeah, the problem really is like once you once you get
0: older, you'll have more time to be put together. Right now, you don't have mm-hmm. time. Like the reason That's we all true. look like hot gamers is because like we're just too busy gaming. Because we're all
1: hot and gamers.
0: Uh, hell, hot gamer messes. I meant to say. Oh but, fuck! Jesus. Uh, um, <laughs> weren't you just talking about
3: sticking some tape on your face? Yeah.
4: Your, yeah, that's you're that's some well, That's, wake up and
0: that's a little bit put together. Do you
1: know no, how do you- I
3: wash my face?
0: Water, dirt and water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he uses water and then uses stones from his garden to exfoliate. Just,
1: no, I need to um, cause I I was kind of uh, I was like, what if I just go Botox? You know, you know, when you just you go through fucking TikTok and you see all the shit, and then what? I was like, no, I'm just gonna do little forehead patch things. So that's what I'm experimenting with. It seems pretty good.
0: Brotox, mate. Good. That's what it's all about. Brotox. Yeah, Very men good, can right. get it as well. Um but yeah. Uh anything else? No. Lucy? What have you been, playing? Me. Have I,
1: you been
0: Watching playing, uh, doing I
1: was gonna doing? say, I will I would like to expand my category. Uh so I finally watched Barbarian which was great. Did we talk about that? No, we didn't do the podcast last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I uh, I finally watched Barbarian, which is great. Uh, main thing that really got me was the fact that it's directed by Zach Kregger from The Whitest Kids You Know. And that, I, I couldn't come to terms with it throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. but it was great. It uh, definitely subverted my expectations. I'm not going to talk about the plot too much. It's basically, a girl goes to an Airbnb to find that someone is already there. That's the opening. My nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. Do you remember when we were at that Airbnb in Montreal? We almost couldn't get in? Oh, yeah. My nightmare. I've been to to an Airbnb in LA when we traveled for E3 at, like, my old company. So this was maybe 2013, 2014. We got there. We couldn't get into our Airbnb. Like, they didn't leave the key where they said they left the key. And it was like we arrived really late at night. And luckily... Uh, That's my fear. Well, luckily, one of the people I was with... Felt on the top um, of the door
0: uh, uh, frame,
1: and there was a spare key there. But
0: Jesus Christ! Jesus, who's pointing the spare keys up there? Anyway?
1: <gasps> In L.A. as well, exactly. downtown L.A.
3: I'm fairly um, good at breaking into houses, though, so I wouldn't be too concerned.
1: Why have you got that experience on your resume?
0: <laughs> well, I didn't put. I didn't put it on my resume. I'm just saying I'm oh, just no. good at it. How many houses you broken into? Actually, yeah. don't say that. Don't snitch on yeah, yourself. It can, don't. Yeah.
1: yeah. Don't. Don't do a self yeah, snitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, but I watched Barbarian but like the main thing I've watched and finally uh, finished at the weekend is Bad Sisters which is a recommendation from uh, to give credit where credit is due Andrew Goldfarb former IGN current Sucker Punch um, told me to watch it then he got Luce O'Brien to watch it Mm -hmm. and then Emily Bokian to watch it so I've had this peer pressure it's on Apple TV it is like Apple TV has had banger after banger in terms of like shows that I've watched uh, on that service this year so uh, they also had like Blackbird um, and Severance and so now Bad Sisters so basically there are these five sisters and one of them is married to the worst guy I'm not even being funny right there are loads of loathsome characters in fiction like people think oh I hate Joffrey he's such a little bitch like Joffrey has got nothing on JP, on John Paul. He is this not Middle England because it's Irish, and I believe the character the guy who plays him is also Swedish. He was he was Dracula in that miniseries that came out a couple years ago. Um Kid he, Dracula? You he play Dracula. Yeah, yeah, played,
0: yeah. Oh. I thought you said not, Kid Dracula.
1: Oh, no, no, regular Dracula. uh, In that BBC miniseries that was really good after, had a really good first episode, and then the others were shocking. Um,
0: (laughs) A shocking ringtone.
1: A shocking BBC miniseries. Uh, Anyway, so he is this like upper middle class guy with the wife and the daughter, but he's really sexist, he's homophobic, he's racist. Why are you watching this no, no, no. So
0: you've been on Twitter. He, he plays call, play call of Duty.
1: He plays got no. He he's like also got like a weird religious kind of side to him. He puts his wife down. He hates her sisters, and she has four sisters. And um, are, you,
0: are you talking about Ben Shapiro? Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. He he loves hey. his sister a bit too. Yeah, much. I was gonna say.
3: At yeah, he's one of them in particular <laughs> He's very
0: fond of.
1: Yeah. Uh, so anyway, So this guy, you the the opening of the show is his funeral, right? But you see him through flashbacks. And the first flashback they have is Christmas dinner. And I've I've never hated someone so much in a five minute long scene as I have this man. I'm sure the actor is lovely, by the way, but the character of JP. Anyway, so what's happened is like, he's dead. All the sisters are relieved. The wife is torn up, really upset about it. And there's an insurance company who doesn't want to pay out. So the insurance company believes that one of the sisters murdered JP oh. and tries to figure it out. Okay. So that's the setup for the whole series. It is really well written. It's it's plotted in a way that you kind of get like current day and also flashbacks. There's It's really funny. So I don't know if you know Sharon Horgan, um, Irish comedian, comedian uh, also uh, co-creator and, and writer of it. Um, no, I believe she she created it and has um, uh, and, and written it it's it's fantastic like it's 10 episodes oh really? yeah yeah I I thought I knew where it was going and I did not and there are like these there are these moments that they just they plot it so so well like the, the suspense is there the whole time because um, you always think either they're just about to get caught or something's gonna happen or something that you couldn't even Fathom Happening happens, but it's it's just really well put together. Every character actually feels like a real human being. And the five women who play the sisters, like you could tell me they were sisters in real life and I don't believe you. They have that bond. And also it's it's reflected in the way that they, they're all written. And honestly, it's one of my favorite things I've seen this year. So if huh. you have Apple TV, please watch that
0: Yeah, I added it to my list. Maybe I'll just bump it up.
1: Honestly, I... I would. It's yeah. like a Because I'm currently
0: watching uh, Interview with a Vampire, which is okay. It's fine. Is it
1: sexy? I'm, I want to watch
0: it that. Is, it is kind of sexy, but I don't think it's sexy enough to make mm. it. It's It's also got another, it's another one of those things that's got a severe case of I am reading a script. And a Oh no. Is at me. Well, so, like, I mean, he and was the problem Grey Worm, is, right? And yeah, that was like his whole he's thing. He's actually that he didn't have okay to act. in it. The problem is like it's one of those ones where it's quite verbose. So oh, yeah. nothing sounds natural. Nothing yeah. sounds like but then you know, it's fucking vampires in New Orleans. So what do you expect? Yeah. It is kind of hammy in that, I guess, the way that the source material is, but it's give it a couple of episodes. Maybe you'll like it. Oh yeah.
1: I'm I'm getting that uh it's not showtime. AMC trial. I'm watching that bad yeah, boy.
0: That's what that's what I am planning to do. I watched one episode and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into get to get the trial, but maybe I'll do Bad Sisters first. And I'm slowly making my way through um Leftovers as well, which is <gasps>
1: super,
0: it's depressing as fuck. <laughs> oh,
1: it's so it's so depressing <laughs> but yeah. it's the best thing I have I've to really like
0: I have to be really I have to be either in a great mood or yeah. already in a bad mood to watch Leftovers so there's no like if I'm having just a normal day I don't want to I don't want to be put on tilt by that TV yeah. show so I just leave
1: it sometimes I put the music on just to feel something oh yeah it's all good damn uh-uh. but is- no and then the other the only thing I've been playing Pentiment um, which I don't know if we've talked about on the podcast I, I was playing so. it two weeks ago, but it was embargoed at the time.
0: Yeah, um, so that's about it. It is Disclosure, a, Jake worked on Pentaman. Yeah. yeah, don't listen yeah. to my opinion on it. He's anything.
1: not just wearing the shirt because he likes the game.
3: Yeah.
1: Got it from Although
3: me. I do like the game a lot. I think it's very good. It's a good game.
1: Shh! No opinions yeah. from you. No, I'm kidding. Um, Shut no. up, dude. is uh, it's an adventure game from Obsidian Entertainment written by uh, Josh, Josh Sawyer, Sawyer, directed by Josh Sawyer. So you might know him from... Fallout New Vegas, from um, Pillars of Eternity, a long illustrious career in RPGs and the like, uh, and you basically play as. What's where's best to start? Like with the aesthetic and setting, or the character? I think the the aesthetic the, and the setting.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's uh, Renaissance. It's like early fifteen hundreds.
0: <laughs> Jeremy Renner.
1: It is Ren's day, my dude. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, it's not medieval. It's early modern, Jake's given me the approving nod because I didn't realize that those were different time periods either until I started playing just, um, just,
3: I'll just say there's a lot of stuff out there that says it takes place in the medieval
0: period, and I know I, it,
3: but oh, I know, know. people who are- I know <laughs>
0: I, w- I will also say if you want to hear more about it, this is plugging something that is notd but like the f p s podcast, which uh, Lucy it's- is on and that Josh all of us Sawyer have a hand there. in, in yeah. some way. Josh Sawyer, <laughs> you've been on, on Jake, Jake Edison. Yeah, Josh Sawyer was explaining that game, and I swear to God, some of the things he was saying was like, This man is not talking English. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like, he's smart to a degree where I was like, he's a little pervert about this stuff isn't he like he's like (laughs) way into it like and he was talking about there were points where like no one said anything except for him for about like 10 minutes because he was talking about some of the wildest like history stuff and i was like okay early modern just make sure you don't say medieval ever because this man will kill you
1: (laughs) i wish i knew that much about anything anything
0: yeah Yeah. literally
1: anything like yeah. we we would ask him a question and he would just like pull a reference out of absolute nowhere. And I was like, "Oh my god. I couldn't do that if you, even if I was prepped. Anyway. So it's set Renaissance early modern 1500s in Bavaria, uh this small, it's like a town, village called Tassing and uh related to it like just just off this off the shore of it is uh, not the shore, but like off off to the side of it is like this abbey you play as a guy called Andreas Mahler and you are kind of wandering artist. Uh, you don't necessarily want to go back home because that's when your real life has to begin. So you are kind of on this, you're, you're a little journeyman for a little Journey bit. Journey of want- avoiding responsibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. King of, res- of avoiding responsibilities. So you don't want to go home. So you end up at this abbey and you work in the scriptorium and you are helping the monks who are there, the brothers, um... Copy books because I I guess I never considered that books would need to be copied by hand, um, but they were. And uh, as he's there, he's also working on his masterpiece. And so it's kind of this this story about you know it takes place over a number of years, how the the village and the abbey like how things change, how people grow up. There is a death in the first act, and your friend is implicated, so you have to solve who killed this uh, this person. And so you kind of get involved. It's great because it kind of hits like There's a like, bunch
0: the... of sisters and one of them killed the bad <laughs> husband. It's
1: kind of the opposite of, yeah, of sisters. It's, it's basically bad sisters. Bad brothers. <laughs> um, and, so, and so, no, it's... um, You kind of get the thing that I really like, which is the poking into other people's business. business. You give me that, I will poke into everyone's business. Except there is a time limit because there is... um like the local, uh, is it the local lord is coming and you have to present your evidence. And so it's structured in a really cool way where it kind of gives you a bunch of leads to follow and business to poke your nose into. Um, but it's but there's also kind of like this undercurrent of strife. There's uh, how religion plays a role in people's lives. Um, the peasants uh, are definitely under the boot of the uh, the local abbot, but also the local miller. Fuck that guy, um, yeah. Take that. Grade. And and it, there's a lot of uh, kind of internal t- turmoil and conflict within uh, within the town, and so it's great. It looks like one of the books that Andreas is copying. Like it has um, this. Is it marginalia? Is that what you call it? This like illuminated the illuminated
3: manuscript. Yeah, like I the illumin know,
1: yeah. the illuminated manuscript stuff. But then in the in the margins there are like little images. And oh yeah yeah. Yeah, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. It looks it looks gorgeous, it's like a very unique and distinct art style compared to everything else kind of out there at the minute. And then um, I've been playing it on my Steam Deck, which has been maybe the perfect way to play so, yeah. it because I just lie on my couch and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna solve a mystery. Um, I, started it was on,
0: great. I started on an Xbox Game Pass and then I bought it on Steam because I was like, yeah, I want to play this in bed. <laughs> but now, to no, restart. no, that's <laughs>
1: a, I went to bed at eight thirty last night and I just played a little bit and played yeah. some Vampire Survivors because Tam and I had a 7am meeting this morning. Oh, it's
0: absolutely criminal behavior to put fucking <sighs> meetings up. West Coast was people it, on. It? Yeah, was it yeah. those East Coast people? Was it was it, Rikert? No, it was, no,
1: No, no, no. It was it was, was because it, oh,
3: Okay. It was like the performance It was like the Poland. performance, <laughs> was <a> performance <laughs> review
1: training, but because yeah. um of the weird way Tam and I are into are in the system, uh we didn't get invited mm. to the other ones, so we had to yeah. reach out and,
0: Also so. like I I was on the impression there would just be three of us. Of the, oh, me too. Because of the the invite, it was us two and someone else. I was like, yeah. Oh man, and I was it's like, oh cool. Weird. I
1: actually have, the, have to be there.
0: Yeah, went in there. It was a hundred people in there. One oh, dude geez. was just like, had his mic <laughs> unmuted. It was just gobbling his phone or something. It was gross. It was, yeah, people um, were just like, can you un- Can you mute, please? For sake.
1: Um, it really yeah. was pretty fun. Uh, but anyway, so Pintman, it's like, yeah, it's a compelling mystery. There's a lot of really great characters in there, and like part of the thing, one of the things I really love is watching them grow up. Um, but there's also just like, you know, Tasse Tasse is built on like a Roman. There's like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot Roman, a lot of history in there, not just kind of this, uh, the Renaissance stuff to dig into. Um, and I just, I think they kind of, it's really clever and I'm so glad it got made. I love He's... it. And I'm right at the end. So yeah. I think that I'm, I, I
3: won't, won't say too much about it, but one thing I, cause I've been playing it like for the first time, uh, Officially, I guess, yeah. that, like a retail version of it, and I really do like how you can't really investigate everything because yeah, you really back have to. Then pick. is just like, hey, we we're gonna burn this place down if you don't figure this shit out mm-hmm. now because we have no patience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I really like how when you have to make these accusations, you really don't have all the information, and you kind of just have to make your best guess. And no matter what you kind of choose, you're gonna feel pretty shitty about it. And you get
1: reminded of the stuff of of your choices. Well, there is like a little, not necessarily a full, um, no rolls of the dice when it comes to certain uh, conversation options. There's like you can have you can build a sort of little backstory, um, and you can choose the way you respond to characters. But there are like certain dialogue choices that um, their success depends on if you've kind of followed a line of questioning correctly, rather than um, you know, oh, this is gonna have a 50% Fifty percent chance to hit, sort of thing, um, but there are some mm-hmm. things that I will just. I f- I find myself role playing, in it, or at least like this yeah. is the Andreas Mala that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I every, every I, I tried to make him a rapscallion. I tried, but I'm just not a rapscallion, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't necessarily follow through with that. But yeah. it's it's great and it's um. Yeah,
0: it's also it's also worth like saying it can it is can be quite divisive as well like it, mm-hmm. you it, some people will take to it some people won't take to it some people like me might have like a bit of a journey with it because when i first started it i wasn't really that into it mm-hmm. and purely because it's, it's like a lot of like very heavy like yeah christianity banter up front and law and i'm mm-hmm. just like i my brain is like not ready for like yeah. abbeys and ministers and all this kind of stuff so like it was a lot of like I don't know if I was ready for like the historical realism and having that delivered to me in like lots of text, but like you stick with it and eventually you start to find, I think I started to enjoy it more as a thing that I'm interested in how it was created and where it's going with it. And then how the mystery unfolds. It's also like mechanically, like I am switching off the part of my brain that wants to analyze it from a gameplay design perspective. And because if i don't i start to see kind of like issues with how it feels to play um and that is something that like will manifest could manifest with you as well it definitely did for our reviewer jordan who was like super into it he was like he liked the story but he also kept finding kind of like gameplay issues with it and it kind of you kind of have to like get a it's one of those games where you just have to kind of play it to see if you like it Mm -hmm. and then go from there and it that is handy because if you have game pass you're able to just basically jump in give it a go see how you feel and without paying any extra money and that's why i felt good about sampling it and then buying it separately because i was like i know i i'm gonna enjoy this in this entirety and i have the ability uh, to turn that part of my brain off but it's just worth keeping in mind that you might not be able mm-hmm. to do that and you might find that it isn't quiet for you and that's absolutely fine
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Not everyone it's, it's, is going to be raised Catholic and studied German and liked history like me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's also just like, it's a lot to absorb up front. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, it's I,
1: dense, but it's not as dense, dense as like a disco, thing. but yeah. it's, and it's a lot also in
0: like there. a lot of like, it's dense, but it's also a lot of kind of, Dense about very, it's glossary. Speci- yeah, it's a glossary, and it you learn a lot of out of it. Um, so you might, yeah, you might find that, oh, I don't know about this, and then later on be like, wow, this is fantastic. Um, and, oh my
3: god, it's, it's, it's definitely not for everyone. I, I, I think, like, if you don't have Game Pass, I would definitely look into what this game is and see if it's something up your yeah. alley because if it's not, uh, I can't imagine you'd find much like personal value out of it. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Like Anything else, Lucy? Um,
1: no. Oh, well, I mean, this is not necessary. Well, I mean, it's a piece of content that I've consumed, but um, I'm an RKG... Chi? RKG patron, Ooh. and uh, I have been really enjoying their new series, which is the Resident Evil 7 oh, DLC. So and um, those boys, if you don't know, they're ex They have a new company, and they do Prepare to Try or retry mm-hmm. um and so they they did all the DLC for Resident Evil and they released it as a series this week this past weekend and i'm on the last video and there's six videos and i'm annoyed at myself kind of burning through them but they are very fun
0: yeah um, the first one and- uh the, oh
1: my god! The it's like two wave hours based long. It
0: is so oh, fun, though. it's so you gotta fun. Make, you got to spend
1: so, scrap to make, to make scrap. scrap.
0: Yeah, um, it's really. I just finished the Demon Souls series, so I've been like yeah. really giving. My, I've been watching basically one a weekend. Yeah. So I just finished Demon Souls, and it was incredible. Um, and then they released this. I was like, you know what I'm gonna come back to cuphead i'll I'll do this later I'll do this for now, so yeah, I've been enjoying that. It's so good. I mean, like disclosure those are our friends um yeah. like and but like the quality of the content they're making is like. Head and shoulders above a lot of other things that are out there. Like they, they have their own trailers. They have their own aesthetic. Like they have a VHS style thumbnail for every single yeah. video. They've got and a little
1: voiceover man we got as voice well. Voiceovers
0: and it's like so good and it's just so so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's good. So I, I was cleaning out my bathroom cupboards at the weekend. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Um, definitely make sure you go through have and you... throw out all of your old medicines by the way because i had some stuff in there that expired in 2019 yeah. um but no and i and i blasted through a bunch
0: have so. you heard the okay. uh have you heard the podcast where rory picks his football team that he's gonna support
1: oh not yet i think it was it's last so week's, right it's i so got good, i saw right. the. i saw the email with the attached slides so you can <laughs> yeah. understand and follow along
0: there's a um, there's a there's a moment in there where they're talking about where it where it becomes a discussion of what celebrities or well known figures support a certain team and whether that has an impact and there's <laughs> one celebrity that Rory randomly brings up that I was it made me laugh so hard oh. and I was like mate you should not be mentioning that name in in oh relation oh my god uh,
1: it's so good I'm gonna listen to that later that's
0: wonderful but yeah I'll say point. that's what I've been doing um final game that I've been playing um Evil West oh um, yeah we literally just put up a review. And by literally, I mean, I did it while Lucy was talking. Uh,
1: Damn. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting game. It's uh it's not mind blowing in any way. It's just it feels like a, a double A game from like a few years ago. So it feels like they, it's built entirely around you know that move in God of War either. 2018 or ragnarok where kratos uh activates his like rage and then if an enemy's in the air when you press the attack button he like leaping punches them yeah Mm -hmm. he like does that how satisfying does that feel that feels so good imagine if you could do that always like that's what this whole game is built around that you hold r1 and you knock an enemy into the air you press r1 again and you jump in the air and you do this punch which you can punch people off ledges you can punch them into dynamite oh. you can punch them into spikes um and then beyond that it's got like some basic like shooting stuff where you press the shoot button and it will automatically but like you just fire like a pistol and if you hold it 2 you'll get a rifle on fire and you've got this um uh, kind of like uh, they're almost like knuckle dusters, uh, metal um braces that you can punch people with, and it's basically built around the god of war style combat model, um where it's like over the shoulder, you're running around, and but everything just feels like meaty to hit and bloody. It's overly gory, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, um, our review describes it as like what if cowboys fought vampires, and that's pretty much what that thing is. Um, I will say it's fun. But it's also quite repetitive. Yeah. um, Slightly janky. Uh And towards the end, the enemies kind of or towards the middle even, uh, according to our review, it gets a bit um, repetitive in terms of the enemy variety. But you get a solid few hours of genuine, like, fun, goofy, good times out of it. So, like, if you're up for, like, a mid-tier kind of fun games that, like, is about 10 hours long, but kind of gets a bit, not gr- not great, but it kind of plays this it hand on. by the fifth hours mm. and dra- fifth hour and drags on slightly. You'll have a great time here. I started playing it. Um, obviously, I, I got a code, so disclosure on that. But I had a lot of fun immediately. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. It reminds me of Gears of War in a way, where it's like you pick it up and you're like, yeah, I'm just...
1: Beefy boys. I'm just, so.
0: yeah, punching and shooting hunks of meat. And it's just a good time because of that mm-hmm. um so i do recommend it maybe if you want to wait and i just gu- I guarantee it's going to be on sale relatively yeah. soon um no. but i've yeah, got it
1: i've got it downloaded i actually downloaded it as we were to- also so other people could do things while other people are talking mm-hmm. i downloaded it while uh we were starting a podcast earlier so it's good time. I'm, I'm gonna it's fun hopefully time. play later today
0: good time um yeah that's what we've been playing we mm-hmm. actually have a surprise now We're actually going to kick it over to an interview we conducted. Um, This is an interview for the Callisto Protocol, Mm -hmm. which we did with the one, the only, Karen Fukuhara, who you might know... Off of
1: The Boys. Off
0: of The Boys and Suicide Squad. And the other person was... Is it Chris Stone?
1: Chris, D- Chris Stone? Chris Stone. He is. Uh, he also works at Striking Distance. He mm-hmm. is the C- chief, creative. Creative yeah, chief creative officer. Chief creative yeah, um, so. But he was also like heavily involved in the kind of uh, performance capture side of it and like directing um, some of that stuff. So he and Karen worked quite closely together.
0: Yeah. Um. Karen being in the game as a character.
1: Yes. Yeah. He's She's Danny. not
0: just like I'll, Yeah. I'll. I'll talk to you about this. Um, oh she's
1: not you know you know that great Twitter account and Instagram account where it's like celebrities at gaming events oh, yeah. it's not one of those situations no,
0: not one of those situations she's in the game yeah. so we just like chatted to her briefly about her role and mm-hmm. and like also about the process of bringing in Karen um, with Chris and Kind of like the changes in the industry as it kind of moves towards having celebrities in games, um, which feels like it's being done in a much better way than it used to when it used to be just like, we'll attach face and name to this game and hope it helps. Now mm-hmm. we've got you know the likes of Chris Judge and various others who are well-known figures um, uh, in, in various other acting mm-hmm. roles that are now bringing their talents to games in a way that improves it. So yeah, we'll kick it over to that, and then we'll see you on the other side.
1: Um, I guess we'll start, um, Karen Stone, if you could introduce yourselves, um, but also, you know, Karen, what, um, tell us about the character you're going to be playing in the Callisto Protocol. What drew you to this project and to, and to her?
2: Yes. Um, So I'm Karen Fukuhara, and I play Danny Nakamura in Callisto Protocol. She is a leader of the uh, guerrilla resistance group called The Outer Way, and she is trying to figure out uh, uh, the secrets of Black Iron Prison, which is uh, located on Jupiter's dead moon, Callisto. Awesome.
1: And like, so when you were approaching this, um, and so maybe you can help out here too, is like, when this project kind of came on your radar, how much did you realistically know about it? Like how much of the story were you allowed to know, or was there some kind of element of mystery that they were holding back?
2: Definitely a, a an air of mystery. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times when you audition for something, you're not sent the entire script. Um, and in the beginning, you're uh, only sent your sides. So um, I didn't know a ton about the project, but, um, Before signing on, they were uh, kind enough to give me kind of the gist of what was going on. Um, And, you know, I'm not a gamer myself. Uh, I've only grown up with, uh, you know, Nintendo, Mario Party, uh, Pokemon on the Game Boy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had no idea that uh, games nowadays have like incredible storylines and it almost feels like you're watching a movie. Um, and I was just really excited, uh, to answer your question from, you know, pre- uh, before I was just really excited to work with a team that, um, has done it before. Um, obviously, uh, Glenn Schofield is, uh, have, have created dead space, which is a cult classic, uh, in the genre. Um, and so I knew I was in good hands. And, uh, when they told me that they were, uh, creating this full fledged story for Danny and Jacob, um, uh, I, I was really excited to be a part of the project.
0: Yeah. I guess Stone kind of like picking up on that. What was it about Karen that you thought was the made of the best fit for, for the character and, and like fitting in within the, the new universe that you've created?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think something that we're really passionate about when we cast people for our projects is we want to find first and foremost, we want someone who's a great actor, right? So that. Goes without saying, Karen's a spectacular actor. Um, but we also feel very strongly that we want our, our our talent to help us define these characters as we go through the project, right? Because there's really nothing worse than act- asking someone to play the part of someone that just doesn't mesh with who they are, right? So, so you know, kind of like Karen said, when, when we first talked to her, we gave her kind of a rough bio of who Danny was you know what her motivations were, like what drew her here, what was going on. But really, over the course of the three years that we worked together, Karen really did a lot to help define who Danny is. Right? So, like, I think there's actually a lot of Karen in Danny, if I was to guess. And uh, you know, I think that 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 always works well. Right? The lines flow off the tongue nicely when it's the words that they would say. The behaviors function more naturally when it's stuff that they would actually do. And you know, this is not to say that, that Karen's gonna go lead a resistance group or something, but what she does. You never know. maybe, maybe in her part you time on the weekends. But but she, you know, she's um she's got a toughness to her, right? You're, you're you are a tough cookie. And I think that's something that kind of stood out. And you know, even though we spoke to a lot of people about playing this role, you know, after speaking with Karen, it was pretty clear that that uh that she was Danny. So it was pretty easy. Hmm.
1: What was it like performing for, um, you know, doing performance capture for a video game and like voice work? How different is that? Do you have to flex a very different set of muscles compared to when you're doing like things like the boys? Uh, well, how, how did you
2: find it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you said it, it's, uh, I would say that it's, uh, completely different from voiceover because you're, um, you're not just in a sound booth. Uh, you're on stage, um, but it is a little bit different from film and TV because even though you have uh, uh, all these cameras around you, um, and you're acting, you're really acting <laughs> with your whole body. Um, you uh, you have to imagine everything, right? The set design, even. even like having spatial awareness was a big challenge for me in the beginning and realizing where the staircase was and that's the elevator. <laughs> and like, I have to pick this prop up at this point And like, like having to imagine all of that was new to me. Um, I think another thing that people don't realize is, uh, you know, when you're doing film and TV, you get so many tapes, mm-hmm. you get, you know, the, the close ups and the wide and the medium and, um, you kind of get, you, you get a ton of tries to get it right. Um, and there's sort of a comfort in that as an actor because you uh, can do it more than once. Mm. Um, with motion capture, it's a little bit uh, a fewer takes, I would say. Um, and so the day goes by really quickly. Um, a lot of the time uh, uh, you're in for the full day and you're in every single scene. Uh, right. Because, uh, because they can move so fast. Um, and they really only need one great take because they have so many cameras around and then you have all the dots and you have like your uh, face cam and everything. Um, so that took a little bit of getting used to, um, it really put me on my A game. Um, uh, and I I tried to prepare as much as possible, um, going into it. Mm.
0: I guess from a acting perspective, obviously you've you've been in a bunch of major projects already on the film side and TV side, um, and but in terms of games, we don't have as many people. Or more recently, we've had more big names come into um, video games. We've had you know Mads Mikkelsen in video games recently. We had Norman Reedus and that kind of stuff. Do you do you expect as someone who's in Hollywood to see people moving? From, um, you know, movies to games or trying it out in the same way that, you know, we've now got folks moving from, oh, accepting that TV is a much more prestigious place to, you know, apply your talents. Do you, do you foresee that happening with games?
2: I definitely think so. I, I mean, a lot of the, uh, the newer games have these story arcs for the characters. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's what a lot of actors look for. Uh, is the story character-driven? Am I going to get to explore the depth of the characters? And um, is that not going to be forgotten? And so, uh, and especially with the technology nowadays, uh, my character Danny looks exactly like me, you know? And so uh, having that, the advancement of the technology and also um, people for like the game makers Focusing on um, character-driven stories um, and the humanity of of these games, um, I think will draw a lot more actors to uh, to the game. uh, Yeah, and uh, yeah, community. uh,
0: As a follow-up, Stone, what do you think it means for games to have, you know, really recognizable, well-known, and loved actors like um, Karen show up in video games? There was a period where, you know, celebrities were mostly used in games as stunt casting you know you put this face in but now it mm-hmm. feels more like there's genuine kind of interest in it what does it mean to have a face or a name or a talent like uh, karen's involved in a project like this
4: yeah absolutely i mean I, you're right you know once upon a time you'd slap a, a someone who's famous their face on your character and you put someone else's voice on them and that's it you know that the difference there is like one is you're just going for the publicity of it, right? You're going for like, oh, I recognize him. That's John Connery or whatever it is, right? Um, the reason that we go after great talent is isn't so much for the name or the likeness, but it's for their ability, right? It's it's the acting, you know, and Karen kind of touched on it. You, you, video games are, they are the entertainment media of today, right? The, much more than film even, and so, when you need to have really great performances and really great narrative and tell a really strong story, if you have someone who is not at the top of their game, if they're not a great actor, that's falls, that falls apart pretty quickly, especially when we try to hold a very high bar in everything we do, whether from the gameplay to the look of the worlds to immersion and, and acting is part of that, right? So making sure that we have great talent is really, really critical. Um, otherwise... You know, it just yanks you right out of the experience. And uh and not every actor can do it. You know, I've you know, I've definitely had the um the privilege of working with a lot of great actors over the years. And sometimes you get them on a mocap stage and it's just too different. Um, they can't they can't use their imagination enough to to picture that they're on a on a dead moon or the picture that they're in a dark, dreary prison, or uh to picture that the tennis ball on the stick is something that's about to eat them. Um, you know, Karen. Karen did a great job. She's a great imagination. She's a great actor. And, and, you know, it really shows, um, you know, on top of that, and she kind of touched on it too, acting on a, on a performance capture stage has got its own set of challenges. You know, you really need to get a one take shot, uh, where, you know, it's a lot of it's about the choreography and making sure that every, every character in the scene moves properly. And we author the cameras a lot of the time after the fact, um, so there are a lot of challenges that go along with it, and without great actors, you're just not going to get there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And of course, it's it's a horror game. Um, kind of mentioned like the challenges of working on a motion capture stage. How much of it, you know? Did you get a chance to see what the monsters would look like? How was uh, how were those kind of sequences? And are you a fan of horror? Like, what? what how do you get on with horror?
2: I I am such a scaredy cat. <laughs> I am. I usually don't, um, watch a ton of horror. Um, I, I had a great time watching Get Out in the theaters, um, and Mm -hmm. things like that. But, uh, not, I, I am not, you know, the first to line up, um, for a horror genre movie. Um, and for, for, for us, um, I think while we're shooting it on the stage, a lot of the, uh, suspense and like the brutality had to be, uh, coming from us um, because we didn't have the suspense in the music or the, uh, uh, the like external factors, the environment, um, uh, at hand. And so a lot of it had to really come from within. Um, and I'm really, I'm genuinely excited, uh, to see what it's, what the final product is going to look like because yes, uh, our team was wonderful and we were uh, we had access to uh, the artwork um, and we we kind of knew what uh, the biophage was going to look like. Terrifying by the way, <laughs> um, but you know, when I first watched the trailer, I didn't realize how the monster, the how the biophage was going to move, how they were gonna eat, it, it was just mind blowing uh, to to actually see uh the final product so um i i really can't wait to play the game it's i think it's just gonna be the scariest thing that mm-hmm. i'm ever gonna do <laughs>
0: um you've obviously been part of a lot of fandoms now like you are um in the dc universe you're in you know the mm-hmm. boys universe so you've definitely you, you've got your experiences with fans being very very into your characters are you doing anything to prepare yourself for like video game oh. fandom which will be a different group of people now because they can get really obsessed with characters and if you've done your job right they, yeah. they will be on you for forever so uh, are you are you ready for that
2: Oh my goodness! Well, I I didn't know that, but I I am super excited. I really hope uh, uh, the gaming community uh, is kind <laughs> to Danny. Um, I I it, that's one of the best parts, right? Like hearing um, the uh, the audience or the viewers or the players um, the feedback. And so I, I yeah I I, I hope um, I hope people like it.
4: <laughs> I'm sure they'll
0: love you, Karen.
2: Yes. <laughs> Praying,
0: praying. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, you so much. Yeah. yes, please. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're very excited
0: thank to play the game uh, yeah. as huge oh fans of Dead Space <laughs> and and the work that Glenn and team have done. Awesome. So we'll let you know how it is
2: yes <laughs> sure please will. put it on YouTube or something I want to <laughs> watch you play it you yeah
4: remember his name Karen so when he doesn't like <laughs> yeah. your character in the game I know I like...
0: I'll, get, I'll get a DM from Karen being like
2: fuck these. hate
0: you wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll,
2: you'll love her you'll yeah. pretty, um, awesome
0: character awesome thank you so much everyone.
2: thank you thank you yeah thank you thank for your you. time
0: that was a lovely little chat with karen and chris uh Damn. we're on first name basis now so if anyone asks we're friends with karen off the boys off and the boys. chris off of striking distance i uh, should
1: i i i did mean to ask her because i know that like jack quaid is a massive gamer like yeah. he posts photo mode pictures from his ps5 all the time i was like <laughs> did, was he jealous did yeah. did because
0: uh, yeah, you're asking. like, God, I play games all the time. How did she get in this? Mm-hmm. She doesn't even like them. Uh, I mean, like she said, she likes games. But um, yeah, so thank you for uh, checking out the Gamespot After Dark podcast again this week. I'm glad you're back. Hopefully, you'll come back one more time, and then we'll, we'll continue
1: we'll, to come back. Yeah, it's strong gonna, arm we'll you
0: to keep it. We're doing it on a, basis, a week by week basis, where we just convince to come back um, every time. Can't take anyone for granted. Yeah. 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 Who knows yeah. what? what where, we're going to fight here for a week from it. Um,
1: Jack. That sounds so ominous. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> what are you two talking about?
0: I, I was saying Jake's name, but you cut me off in a way that it sounded like Jack. <laughs> First, like, people are going to be like,
1: oh, fuck, is Jack.
0: That's <laughs> oh, Jack. Wait. Um, Jake, where you at? What you doing? Uh, well, I'm Jacob Deck on
3: Twitter and on Hive, but I don't, I'm, I'm not going to Hive tweet. I don't know what that is. You're not going to buzz? Not going to buzz. Yeah, that's probably a better word for it. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to get a shiny hunting video for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet out soon. Yes tomorrow. That's for the Pokemon perverts in case you're mm-hmm. curious. Um, that one should go up within. It should be up by now, actually, considering this goes yeah. up Friday. So hopefully it's there. If not, uh, you know. I failed you. <laughs> yeah, I failed you. You can figure out these, these, these strategies other places anyway. It's fine.
0: As an update, no one has claimed that Pokemon Violet code. Are you yet. joking? No one has claimed it. I think that might be because everyone's literally busy and they haven't looked at Slack in a bit. Everyone's uh, just look, trying
1: to get like stuff up for the well holidays. Done, yeah.
0: so. Lucy, what are, are, are you up to?
1: I'm Lucy James Games on everything. That's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Hive, co-host, Mastodon. I don't use the latter two. Um... Honestly, uh, and, and also on the Friends per Second podcast. Uh, like I'll Tam said we had Josh shit here.
0: It's work only too
1: stuff. fucking late. Uh we had Josh Sawyer on last week. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that was a good episode. And honestly, uh in terms of stuff I'm doing over at GameSpot and Giant Bomb, um prepping for Game of the Year stuff, uh, on both sides. Uh I'll be on Game Mess Mornings. That'll have already been up once this is posted. Jeff Jaspers our adventure on the GameSpot side. Doing everything to know about Marvel's Midnight Suns and the Callisto Protocol. So please enjoy those this week.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm at Tamor H on Twitch, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I'm Tamor H on Hive. I'm also Metal Gear on Hive. I'm also Legacy of Kane on Hive. So follow the me. Fact that, <laughs> the fact that you're
1: all those, Jan is literally at Doctor Who.
0: On, on Instagram.
1: On Instagram.
0: That is the one, I messaged him. I was like, I cannot believe you've done this. Like he's had so Doctor Who on Instagram <laughs> for yeah, and now ages.
1: Yeah, and now I think Doctor Who has to be like Doctor Who BBC.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they've not reached out to him. and been like, please, please. We'll I, I, I messaged him and I was like, if anyone approaches you, talk to me first. Because I was like, I don't <laughs> know if he understands the value of Doctor Who in, in, uh, in Europe and UK. So yeah. I don't want him to be like i'm gonna be like make sure you get that bag man don't don't mess about yeah. um yeah uh no, we are i'm working on a bunch of things including game of the year prep um for both websites both giant bomb mm. and Gamespot. um got some interesting things happening on the giant bomb side <laughs> which oh boy i'm looking um, at the document <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah. well i just got an email from someone who's gonna uh be might be involved in this process so it'll be fun see how that comes together mm. but yeah uh in the meantime please remember to rate and review this podcast it helps us out massively and we will see you again next week
3: see y'all bye bye, bye.